Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media original podcast. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. I'm obsessed with ButcherBox. I'm sometimes really intimidated by the butcher. And this is so helpful, so convenient. I'm a huge fan because it comes to your door and... Whatever you have in there, you start to make. So it kind of takes the guessing game out of it. A lot of times I have a lot of recipes and things in my head that I want to make. But when I have, you know, a collection of chicken and ground beef and all these things, I actually build the recipe around it. And it actually just gives me so much time back into my week. The thing about ButcherBox is that you will find high quality meat and seafood that you can really trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate-free and wild-caught seafood. It's humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones ever, delivered right to your doorstep, free shipping always, and curated to customized box plans, which is really, really helpful. There's a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value, and there are recipe inspiration, guides and tips and hacks, and I'm just a really big fan. ButcherBox is giving us a special deal. Sign up today using the code INSTINCT to receive ground beef for a year plus $20 off your first order. That's two pounds of ground beef free in every box for a year plus $20 off your first order when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash instinct and use the code INSTINCT. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. Today, we have Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist and host of Raising Good Humans. Today is our Mother's Day app, and this is really important to me because I really look up to you not just as a practitioner and a professional person, but also as a mom. So thank you so much for being here. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. And also, I'm so honored. I really, really do feel that way, and I know a lot of people do. So I think one of the reasons that you are so beloved, in addition to, I know you're going to (laughs) like roll your eyes at this, but in addition to just giving really great practical advice is that I feel like the message is that it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, like our kids 
not only don't need us to be perfect, but it's actually good for them to see us make mistakes and then bounce back from that and take ownership and not have shame around it. Do you feel like you agree with that? I feel so in agreement Mm. with that. I think it's actually harmful to be perfect. Luckily, it's not possible, so it works out. But even if you were faking being perfect, then you have little kids who are watching the possibility of perfection. And how awful would that feel when you grow up and get out into the world and find out it's not possible, but something must be wrong with you because that was the model you had. Totally. And I, I've been thinking about you a lot recently because something came up with my son who's now five, well, almost five. And, um, I did something and I made a mistake. So at my house, he wakes up late. And school starts at 8.45. And I thought that I was doing him a huge favor because he goes to this like cute magical school. And so we were showing up late. I was like, this is so lovely of me because I let him snooze and then we get there. And what I realized was that he was having a hard time in the morning. And I realized that when you're late, you're kind of like haphazardly throwing them in school. And I realized that one day he woke up really early and we got to school on time. And I realized it was so much better for him to get there on time. And that I was actually kind of responsible for him kind of having a hard time at school. And me in the past, it would have been so hard for me to admit that, like that he had times where he was like having a hard time at school because of a decision I made. And instead I was kind of like, wow, I didn't, like I did the best with what I thought I was doing. And now- that wasn't great and we're going to move on. But I feel like it, I really so did glad. channel you. I'm, that makes me so happy because of course, how could you know until you know? And then you're like, I'm going to pivot. That was not the right choice. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that like, that is so important in any relationship you have, anything that you do, it comes up so much in my work where like you make some missteps yeah. and instead of being like, I'm a garbage person. Right. Like, oh. And I should just give up. Exactly. You're like, oh, how do I sidestep this and figure this out and how to make this better? So I I really did. I channeled you in that moment. Well, but it so translates to your work because you must hear all the time people just being like, forget it. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) completely. It's always like, well, it's over. Like, fuck it. Like, uh, like, like, and then a one misstep ends up turning into like, not just a day, it turns into like right. a week and three weeks. And then you're like, well, it's all over. I've already ruined it. Yeah. Why, why bother? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's beautiful. And I think you know it anyway, because of your own work, but it's nice that you could translate it in other areas of your life. Yeah. But I feel like that's because of you. Mm-hmm. I really do mm-hmm. feel that way. And another thing that's really similar in both of our work is this ability to kind of like de-escalate a situation. And I feel like so much of parenting is like you're in a kind of a tense thing and you have to kind of de-escalate yourself in order to respond to your kid in kind of a thoughtful way. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had any tips for like how to de-escalate yourself in those moments. I mean, I think the first thing is just acknowledging that that's the thing. Yeah. And so whenever, like, unless there's an actual emergency, uh, you know, there is a child who will be physically hurt if you don't react immediately. Our first pass has to be, I mean, I hate to say something so predictable. Tell us. Breathing. No, I think it's good to hear because like that is a basic thing that we forget to do in those moments. Yeah. And even if you do an exercise of just checking in for a week or a day, 
are you breathing before you say something to your child in a moment, whether it's over literal spilled milk or the equivalent? It's game changing to realize how little we take a breath before we decide what to do, because it feels like it is imperative that I react right now or I'm not going to teach my kid a lesson or I'm not going, this will be a behavior I see for the rest of my life, or we're mad at ourselves. And so we don't want to take the pause to reflect because then we're going to be hard on ourselves and we can't handle how that feels. So we're going to just like cut that off by not breathing, not planning and just going on autopilot. So that breath to me or whatever your equivalent thing is, like some people, it's taking a sip of water. It's just like Mm -hmm. the act of doing something that is not reacting. And that de-escalates. It it regulates you. And then in doing so, your child has a much greater chance of being a self-regulated individual. It is basic, but it is so important. The same thing happens to me. And it's funny because it is the pause. Yeah. And I saw this thing. It may have been on your tell me if this is from you. It was somewhere on the internet. I thought it was brilliant. Um, (laughs) Yes, it was me. It was you. It was in terms of responding to your kid. It was essentially, I need to take a minute before I decide yes or no. Yeah. You are allowed to decide in real time that you can't decide yet. Yeah. And you're allowed to also say, I need a minute because otherwise what I'm about to do, I'm not going to be very happy with. And it's because I'm going to lose it. Yeah. That pause is so sacred and powerful for a reason. And it is like everything. The problem is that very simple solution of a breath, of a pause, anything that sets you up not to go on to high alert, like the alarm is is out there for the police and the firemen and everybody to come, Yeah, is that it's hard to do. It is. It's like the easiest solution to everything And it's so hard to do. And the reason why it's so special to me is that once you can do it, it not only serves yourself and your child, but it serves your relationship, like everything. That's why you practice every day, pausing and breathing and taking that minute. But when you practice every day, it just becomes something you have better access to. Yeah. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And I think that anytime you're trying to like change your behavior in that way, the better something feels, the more likely you are to keep going. So I think like you realize in that moment that that actually feels so good to respond thoughtfully in that moment, even though like you want, and I talk about this a ton in my work too. And when I was writing my book, I got so into all this research on willpower and how it's like this limited resource. And we think that it's something that like some people have and some people don't as a personality trait, but it's like a limited resource that is used up on like not yelling at our kids when they're being obnoxious, not honking at people on the street, like getting (laughs) our work done, doing our taxes, like the things that we don't want to do that we have to do. And so I think that like knowing that, but like knowing actually that it does actually feel really good to do that helps us do it more. Yes. We just keep getting affirmation that this was a good idea. And that's why I think practicing it when it's not high stakes, Mm. like right before you walk in the door. Ooh, I love that. Just do it. Just commit to, I'm going to take a breath in through my nose. I'm going to hold it for a few seconds. Then I'm going to breathe out. Mm. And then I'm going to go inside and it changes your entire way of checking in with your child. Let's say you're coming home. I mean, I work from home, so I I don't (laughs) even know who I'm talking about, but this fantasy world where you've gone all day and then I walk in the door exhausted and frustrated, but I stop and take a breath. 
that is not a time when you're about to lose your mind. So yeah. it's not super challenging. It's just a very simple, or maybe it's you're picking up your child in the carpool mm. and you know right before they get in the car, you're just going to take a breath. And it just changes the interaction. Yeah. But it also exercises the muscle. Yeah. And then it feels really good. And you're like, I could do that again. Yeah. Oh my God. In fact, you know, right now, if you take a breath, you realize, oh yeah, I was holding my shoulders yeah. or I was holding my... I, I hold my fingers a lot. Ooh. Those little tiny things feel so, it's so small that it feels like, uh, I get it, but you don't need to do it. But actually this makes all the difference in the world. It does. And I, I know that for sure, just because, and I do the same thing. And what I talk about all the time, and one of the things that I talk about all the time is like, one of the really easy things you could do is like eat with your non-dominant hand because it forces you kind of to pay attention to what you're eating while you're eating it. That is brilliant. Without like going to an ashram and talking about yes. mindfulness. Because I feel like mindfulness right now, at this point is now kind of like, mm, everyone. Like yeah, we, you are, sh we shut down. Exactly. Because it's like, I don't know how to meditate. I mean, I wish I did. I like foam roll some Sometimes like my body when I get sore and that feels kind of, yeah, you because know, you're just kind of like, it hurts so good that yeah. you're kind of like not paying attention to anything else. But I feel like kind of like having those things, like to me coming home and right before you, like literally you're turning, just turning the, key, the you're knob, just like, right. like that to me, like anyone could do that. Anybody is capable. Yeah. Anybody's capable of it. And then yes, if you want to extend that and like do it at every red light Ooh. or you want to find a little moment in the shower when you're just doing it for the entirety of the shower and you just keep that's fine and I am a I, I do meditate but I love that. loathe the fact that it's turned into something unattainable for parents yes. because it's like okay I'll put that on my list for you know in 20 years yeah well <laughs> With that, I feel like another thing that is really related to that is that I think a lot about this idea of honing our intuition as a parent. And I got a really funny, good just lesson in this early on. I had like trouble breastfeeding and there's this lactation consultant named Linda Hanna. She's like this very Jewy, amazing <laughs> Uh, like a community <laughs> elder in the community. And she's just like a fast talker and she'll tell you exactly how it is. And I literally was like, I called her a million times a day. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Why is he doing this? And she literally came over one day. She was like, Shira, only you know. This is your kid. You figure it out. You study him all day. You're with him all day. What do you think? And it was so revolutionary to me because I was like, Ooh, she like really gave me the power to be like, yeah. I actually do know him better. Like, how could she know? I'm literally watching him. I feel like he's full at this time, whatever. And it was so important to me and it's been so instructive to me. But I do feel like this idea of honing your intuition is kind of hard. It's not easy for yeah. everyone and especially as like new parents. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts on like how you hone this. Yeah, I mean, I have mixed feelings about it too yeah. because there's a little piece of every new mother in particular, where it's like, do I have to pretend to know what the yeah. hell I'm supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to just intuit this. And so when people say to lean into that, I feel like it's a little act of aggression against women mm. because yes, we have some of it, but also are we less than if it's not coming naturally? Right. And I would hate for anybody to feel that way. So I think it's more like if it feels good to be empowered with the knowledge that you definitely know best for your child, you do. Yeah. And so just growing into that 
is going to be amazing, but it's a process like anything. We're born when we find out we're having a baby or when we actually have the baby, like we're kind of like growing at the same time. So how could we possibly know everything? And if you feel like that feels good to just be like, I kind of do get it, then like take that permission too. So I think both works. Like a little tricky part of it is how was your experience being parented? Mm. Because if you had the experience over and over of a really secure attachment relationship and you just knew that there was this unconditional loving adult in your life who saw you for who you are, loved you for who you are, and who gave you appropriate boundaries and limits, then you probably have great intuition. Right. But if you didn't have that, it would also make sense that your nervous system does something that is maybe not what you're aiming for with your child because you're you're like relearning this stuff in a yeah. way that maybe serves you better and serves your child better. So I think it's more like if it works for you, if the intuition thing is, connect, if you're connecting with that, great. If you're not, give yourself permission to wait for it. I think that's really important because it is nuanced. And I think it comes up a lot for me in my work where they're like, eat when you're hungry, stop right. when you're full. But like, what if what you're if? not really sure? What yeah. if you have a fucked up relationship with food? Completely. What if you don't know? So it's kind of like- Same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And it's kind of like, okay, well, it's fine to be a beginner too. Yes. It's fine to not know everything. In fact, that's cool to be like, hey, I don't know. Let me like figure out. Yeah, I love that. And I really think it's so analogous, again, to what you do because- it is that same exact idea. Just the idea that, wait, what baggage do you have with this? So if I say the simple words of like, here's your permission to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full, but that's actually a heavy load for you. Well, then I didn't serve you. Yeah, exactly. It was not helpful. So I think that getting to know ourselves, particularly for Mother's Day, yeah. is like giving permission to figure out what sits most comfortably with mm-hmm. you and accept that that, is what you need. Yeah. And there is no one particular version. Somebody where it just comes so naturally, they're not better at it. Right. They just are more at ease in that particular time period with that particular child that you are witnessing in that moment. I love that. I think that that's really important, especially for Mother's Day, because it is hard. It's all hard. And and I think no matter how you were parented or all of it, it's like, it, it's hard because no one knows. And right. I feel like, well, I feel like now you have two teenage daughters. Yeah. And one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about was like, I think a lot about, you know, social media and the editing of photos and the filters and all that. And I yeah. was wondering how you were feeling about that. Like, just how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love it. I try not to get too anti. Yeah. Because I don't want to alienate teenagers. Yeah. And say like, all of this is screwing you up so much. And so let's shut it all down. Right. Sure. Would I love to say that? Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. I think it's probably not great. Yeah. But I don't think that's the world they're living in. And so I think our best hope is to have conversations about it, to model ourselves. Like it makes a difference if you're posting pictures that are completely perfect and you're changing how you look mm-hmm. and then saying to your kids not to do that. Yeah. It it matters. I also think it's good to acknowledge that there are parts of us that don't we don't feel as good about and that is totally normal. Yeah. So I don't think we we create confident kids by saying you know, don't do that because you're so gorgeous the way you are. It's right. not about yeah. that. I I think we have to take away 
like objectifying in general. Like we're not, it's not about whether you're beautiful or not beautiful. How you look is not what this relationship is about. Right, right, right. I think that that's so interesting. And again, so nuanced. And I agree. And it's just realistic because you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not doing your kids a favor by like trying really hard to live in a dreamland where right. like what that doesn't exist. Right. So. And then they're not even equipped to know whether something has been changed or not changed or what they're supposed right. to do. But I think it it starts with the early stuff. Like what you talk about early on is making it, first of all, I don't want to judge. Everybody has their own feelings about this. So if you think that how your child looks is super important to you, that's you. But know that, like be intentional about mm-hmm. it so that when you say, you know, oh, I, I'm seeing you and you're so gorgeous. Yeah. That you're acknowledging to them what matters to you most because mm. you're naming that. Yeah. So if the first thing you say to them is you are the most beautiful child I've ever seen, that's fine. We have, I want to say that to my kids all day. Yeah. But if you're saying it and it's not one among 300 things you're saying and it's not highlighted, that's different than if that's out of the gate, kind of the the thing you focus on because yeah. and of course they're going to get the message that how they look is of central importance to this particular family. Yeah. And then of course that will translate into social media and how you look on social media and how you expect them to look. Totally. So it's just something to think about early on because sometimes we're not conscious of it. We're not, we're not saying any of those things except for in the service of just like loving our kids and wanting them to feel good and saying something nice. But if you think about like, what is, what do I feel about my relationship with how my child looks? that's going to help you decide what to say. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And I completely relate to that. And I feel like when I was growing up, it was also just very, like I was very aware of the way other people's bodies were talked about. And like, I think some people don't realize that. And you know, like, listen, no one's perfect. And now that I'm a mom, I have a lot more empathy for the whole thing. But it is something that kids do pick up on. And it is something that you carry with you for, you know, as long as you do until you put it down. It's so true. Because it's like, it's not just what are you saying to your children, but it's like when you see your friend, what's the first thing out of your mouth? I can tell you right now, I don't do that in front of my kids. Yeah. But then if I'm honest, 90% of the time that I see someone, I'm like, let me just lay out all the amazing things that I want to say about how yeah, you look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just how we bond. It's totally. how we connect. I get it. But it it is something to just be aware of. I think so too. I could talk to you for hours and hours and have and love and, doing and we'll that. And to, we'll continue to, but we're to. finished now. No, I wanted to ask you <laughs> one last question in honor of Mother's Day. Sure. I feel like even with what you do, has there been anything with parenting that's really surprised you? I mean, yes. Tell me. So much. My biggest surprise is, and this is going to sound ridiculous because of what I do. Yeah. But no matter what you know, like in real time, seeing that I have one particular child who is so different from me, Mm. understanding her and realizing on a daily basis that her response to things is so unfamiliar to me. And I really need to take into account her unique temperament. Mm. I'm like so mind blown by it, particularly because 
most of my work is related to that. So yeah. it's like, how is this still shocking? But I remember when she was seven, we were sitting at the dinner table, my two daughters, myself, my older daughter and I were gabbing and smiling and laughing. And I said to my seven-year-old, what's wrong? Why aren't you happy? And she said, just because I'm not smiling doesn't mean I'm not happy. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> and that to me is like still a surprise every wow. day. Wow. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh right. my God, of course. Yeah. Duh. But it is hard when it's our own kids. And I find that with food too, where it's kind of like, you know, of course you're not the people who are going to like bribe your kids to eat and you're not going to force your kids to eat. But then when you're worried about your kid going to sleep without food, it's hard. It like pulls at your heartstrings in this really hard way. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God. I'm so excited to see you. (laughs) This is a great way to see you actually. (laughs) I mean, everyone knows, but tell us. Tell us where we can find you and hopefully you'll come back. You can find me on Instagram at Raising Good Humans Podcast, on the podcast, Raising Good Humans, wherever they find all of our podcasts. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's it. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts. Hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily. This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. I'm obsessed with ButcherBox. I'm sometimes really intimidated by the butcher, and this is so helpful, so convenient. I'm a huge fan because it comes to your door and whatever you have in there, you start to make. So it kind of takes the guessing game out of it. A lot of times I have a lot of recipes and things in my head that I want to make. But when I have, you know, a collection of chicken and ground beef and all these things, I actually build the recipe around it. And it actually just gives me so much time back into my week. The thing about ButcherBox is that you will find high quality meat and seafood that you can really trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. It's humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones ever, delivered right to your doorstep, free shipping always, and curated to customized box plans, which is really, really helpful. There's a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value, and there are recipe inspiration, guides and tips and hacks, and I'm just a really big fan. ButcherBox is giving us a special deal. Sign up today using the code INSTINCT to receive ground beef for a year plus $20 off your first order. That's two pounds of ground beef free in every box for a year plus $20 off your first order when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash instinct and use the code instinct.